Hey guys and welcome to the fourth episode of the Think Life podcast. My name is Hassan Hadi and I'm as always joined by my good friend Ahmed Badri. Okay. So today is going to be a bit of a different kind of episode. We're going to be talking about superheroes and heroes, like what makes a hero and stuff. Okay? It's very interesting because uh, I'm a huge Marvel fan, right? The MCU. Um I very much dislike the DC universe. I don't know about you, Ahmed, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just you. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to deny that DC made a few good movies. For example, you know, the Batman Dark Knight series um, and the Joker movie. These were very good. But for example, Suicide Squad, that was that was just horrible. That was just. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't insult. get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the better that you didn't watch it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So today we'll be talking about various points. Um, but just to start off, we'll be talking about the definition of a hero and the definition of a superhero. Yeah. I think it's good to have some sort of base, you mm-hmm. know. I agree. So um, uh, just let's look we, at the literal definition. The definition um, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Just before we get into the definition, um, mm-hmm. I just want to clarify for the people who are listening that. Every episode we're doing, just in case you don't know from now, or you don't mm-hmm. haven't understood by now, is somehow going to be related to understanding God and ourselves, because that's the overall aim mm-hmm. of the channel. So even though we're talking about superheroes now, and it's not a direct, um, it's not directly linked, we're going to try to link it directly. And um, once we understand that, I guess we can give the definition. So would you like to give the definition or should I? Yeah, I mean, okay. So a hero is a person who's admired for their courage, outstanding achievement or noble qualities. Mm-hmm. That's according to the Oxford languages, right? Definitions from Oxford languages. Yeah. That's the hero, not the superhero. Okay, so a hero is a real person who in the face of danger combats adversity through feats and ingenuity. Uh, courage or strength mm-hmm. right like other formerly solely gender specific terms hero is often used to refer to both men and women though a hero a heroine only refers to women interesting I was going to say heroine <laughs> <laughs> so yeah hero is a basically is a person who because of their courage and um, noble actions, like saving a human being or a fellow human being or something, is admired. You know, but most of the time it's actually a real person. Yeah. So you, you know, relied on me, what did you say? You relied on which uh, the Oxford Dictionary for this? Yeah. Because that's the thing, right? I didn't rely on it. What I did was, um, so the reason that I decided to Google it because in my mind I was having a debate as to what counts as a hero and what counts as a superhero. Um, yeah. At least for me, when I was Googling the differences, it seemed like there's no consensus on it. And um, what I mean by that is, for example, there's this one quote I saw and it said, um, mm-hmm. as, as nouns, the difference between a superhero and a hero is that a superhero is any kind of fantasy or science fiction crime-fighting character often with supernatural powers or equipment in popular children's and fantasy literature, while hero is a real 
or mythical person of great bravery who carries out extraordinary deeds, right? So that was one definition mm. I got from it. Um, what I found kind of funny was when I went on different websites to see what people would say, some people literally said the difference between a hero and superhero is that a superhero has a costume or a cape. What do you think is about that? that? <laughs> that's a superhero. Apparently, according to some people, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, look. Um, in terms of Oxford definition, right? A hero is a real person, you know? Mm-hmm. So a person who's admired for their courage, outstanding achievement and noble qualities. But when you look at superhero, a benevolent fictional character with superhuman powers, such as Superman. Well, that's the thing. It, the If we're saying that a superhero is something which is purely fictional because it has supernatural powers, that comes down to mm. your worldview, right? Because for us, we've heard stories of scholars, I don't know, um, doing like instant teleportation, uh, going, dying and coming back to life at will. And other stories, right? Yeah, that would be considered. To I've be... never heard of that, to be honest. With really, you. <laughs> you haven't heard of that? Like, <laughs> for example, really. the uh, the scholars in Qom and all that kind of stuff. These are known stories. I'm surprised you haven't heard about them. Um, <laughs> but um, it's not uncommon to hear about these things, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, fair enough. But... Or even um, the 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 classic example of Imam Ali um, lifting the gates of Khaybar, which many men could yeah. lift, right? And when he was asked, mm. how did you do it? Um, because the situation was, this is based on my understanding of uh, historical accuracy, was that he said mm. that when I did this, it, um, it wasn't purely my own strength. It was God helping me. So there was something spiritual about it, right? So yeah, um, because our worldview has a spiritual element to it, we don't just look at things purely physically or naturally. So we're willing to accept um, as long as everything comes together that there is an element of uh, superhero ability kind of thing. But I guess um, the people who defined superhero in the way that we're talking about it, um, they never really took that into consideration. It was more like a fantasy for them. But I would say, Mm. yeah, maybe you could even consider superheroes to be real. If you want to put Imam Ali in that category, um, the the prophets, the imams, and so on and so forth. Mm. Because basically, I mean, when they they say with um, superhuman powers, you know, you're talking about miracles in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, so... even even the definition of what a miracle is um, in Islamic theology, at least what I've read, because um, then there's miracles and there's the other word I can't remember what it is in Arabic. It starts. Karama. Yeah, I don't know how how you would uh, define that in uh, English. I can't remember. I think when we talk about it within an Islamic perspective, the miracle is only performed by prophets, and then karama, you've got the imams getting the karama, or normal human beings having sometimes... Some yeah, so I just wanted to make that distinction, because um, they, they, like depending on context, what is defined as a miracle in Islam is different to um, what mm. may be usually defined as a miracle. So yeah, um, there isn't a strict uh, consensus on the definitions, but what we do know is that for a lot of people, especially us, is that they're very appealing, um, heroes and superheroes in general. And um, this goes like this goes back to even because the modern superheroes that we have, right? Marvel, DC, cartoons, anime, movies, and whatever they are, um, they they didn't exactly come out of uh, thin air. They weren't just made out; like they're made up on the spot. 
they were clearly influenced by uh, previous ideas or thoughts and theories. And we know back in the day, um, before uh, before people um, took science as their main worldview, materialism as their main worldview, they were very much into um, what is now called Greek mythology. So yeah. um, the whole thing of, oh, we know we've seen things work in the world, right? We don't know how they're going to mm-hmm. work, but uh, we're assuming that there's different gods and different powers doing things. This is this is what the uh, the opposition in in terms of uh, their worldview call the god of the gaps. So basically, I don't understand uh, what this is. So I'm going to say it's God. Um, as theists, we don't uh, accept that definition of God. We never believed in God of the gaps, so that's not a refutation for us. And yeah. I was thinking, what, what's so funny is now um, a lot of people, when it comes to scientific discovery or just trying to understand the world from a purely physical uh, perspective. If they don't know something, they'll just say, I don't know, right? So why is it before they just didn't say, I don't know? Why is it that they had this? Why was it appealing to say that there is something uh, other than us that's happening, right? I mean, one one it, aspect is it yeah. that um, most people back then, they had this concept of honor and stuff, you know, they don't, they, when it comes, like masculinity for, for men as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost a shame or shameful to say that you don't know something. I mean, mm-hmm. I can I can say that, for example, within our culture, the the Iraqi culture, right? With my culture, mm-hmm. a lot of the men they can't say I don't know. I mean, that's still a problem now, though, bro, isn't it? So yeah, um, that's a possible explanation. Don't get me wrong; um, it's very interesting. I didn't actually think about that, so now you brought that into my mind. Um, mm. I mean, human humans in general, uh, we have an issue with saying I don't know. Even with my, within myself, I try to be, I try to be a reminder for myself to say, like, stop. If someone asks me a question, and then sometimes I might, I might give a possible answer, but then I'll have to tell them I don't know. It's hard to say I don't know because you're fighting against your ego when you're doing that. You're destroying it. But yeah. I guess what I wanted to say was, um, for me, I guess the reason that uh, the biggest possible explanation back in the day for why. Uh, people assumed, even if they made up the stories, or whether they thought they were real or not, that gods existed, that these things were happening supernaturally, was because there's always been this, uh, there's always been this, how can I say, it, this attraction to something greater and beyond ourselves. We we see it even now, don't you think, within the um, mm. scientific discovery. So what I mean is, yeah. um, how fascinated are the scientists, the, you know, in, in astrophysics and physics and all these kind of different uh, uh, subfields within science of trying to discover the world out there and seeing all these wonders and these beauties like they're never satisfied with uh, just sticking to where we are so I think that curiosity of something greater than ourselves um, is still there but um, as you even mentioned I think in the first episode or the second episode I can't remember um that focus has been all on the external rather than the internal. And I think mm, yeah. a huge thing of what makes superheroes, um, what has always made them, like whether it's fairy tales or for adults, so appealing is that they resonate with the internal. If you know, mm. if you if you get where I'm coming from, I can explain it or maybe I'd like to get your view on that so I'm not talking too much. Yeah. No, that 
I, I agree with that, that um, it focuses more on the internal because um, in one aspect, uh, if we look at, for example, Greek mythology and why they have so many figures as their gods, you know, Mm. Um, and even within just modern superhero kind of mythological and as in, I mean, uh, fictional characters. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, I think, is because they can resonate with them, you know, mm-hmm. or they try and make a reflection of themselves, but in a greater fashion. For example, um, maybe Stan Lee created Spider-Man as a reflection of one a part of his personality but mm. gave him a superhuman ability wishing that he could be like that you know yeah. you know what's interesting um so you know i don't know if you saw the video that i sent you about stan lee i did so yeah so that that i don't know if that's the reason why you brought that up because he actually mentioned uh spider-man but uh he mentioned a very important point is that the heroes have to be relatable so mm. you know the origin stories is very important um the struggles they go through, you have to be able to relate to it. So um, one thing that comes to my mind is that um, you can watch, for example, a Marvel movie or a DC movie or like we went to watch the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. Uh, mm. I think how, how long ago was it? Over over a year ago? Yeah, over a year. That was an amazing experience. My first time ever watching Dragon Ball. On the big on the big screen, I'm a big fan. <laughs> that was, that was um, just something else. You what? I was saying that was something. Com- that was that was something completely different, man. That was amazing. Yeah. I feel like I went into Cockney mode for a second. You what? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I almost didn't hear you. Yeah, but that was an amazing experience. But mm. what I can say is, so on one hand, um, we do watch movies and TV shows. Um, to escape, right? But what is it that we're trying to escape to? And I think this is, it's an escape of um, finding meaning within ourselves or being inspired by these characters who we enjoy, right? Because if there was mm-hmm. if there was nothing that you could relate to or nothing that was enjoy about, enjoyable about it or inspirational, you wouldn't watch it, yeah? Um, this is I mean, for, that's, that's the thing. When mm-hmm. Stanley said that you have to make sure that they're all relatable, you know? Yeah. Um, if you if you look at it from a different perspective, you know they all have to be relatable. But in for every person, it's almost different. Mm-hmm. For example, for someone who can't work out because of a medical condition, for example, yeah. they can't have muscles. Looking at um, I don't know, Cap- Captain America inspires him, you know, yeah. or someone who loves science, okay, but is an awkward kid, okay. Um, someone like Iron Man inspires him because he's got the personality and the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And someone, for example, um, who is some sort of person who believes in honor and stuff like that, then he maybe Thor mm. inspires him more. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So for every person, it's almost a different kind of um, aspect within these superheroes that they're looking for. Yeah, because they're missing it. For example, within themselves, they can't find it within themselves, so they look for it in that character, yeah. in one aspect. And another aspect is that for them, it's some sort of motivation to actually try and carry on. For me, for example, it's um, almost the aspect of actually digging deeper to carry on. Mm-hmm. You know, all these I know all of these. Um, for example, Captain Marvel. Uh, sorry, Captain Marvel is the worst character in the MCU. 
um captain america for example mm -hmm. his speeches about oh we ride together we die together we try and dig deeper we go we you know what i mean these kind yeah, of stuff of they, these things get to me i like that yeah you know no, um i sh i shared a video uh yesterday you, you may have seen or not but it was basically a uh, translated speech of uh by ayatollah uh jawadi amadi and uh he was talking about the diff different aspects of religion and towards the end mm. uh he mentioned how uh you know we're, we we're so lost in terms of who we are so if i if i lose an item or something in my possession i'm looking for it immediately or i'm interested in looking for it, i need it but how often do yeah. i ask about wh who i am if i found myself this whole thing of you know people going to travel and trying to find themselves um Mm. I mean, that's it's it's nice to be able to travel and find yourself, or really yourself is yourself, your inner. So you never, you can go out to go and find yourself, but does that mean that you won't be able to unless you don't? I don't think so. But he mentioned uh, important point from the Quran itself, and he said, when you, um, to paraphrase it, when when you when you lose God, in the perspective of when you when God is mis misunderstood when. He no longer becomes uh, relevant in our lives, and this is a problem. I'm not criticizing mm -hmm. anyone who thinks this way. I'm saying it's a problem in terms of how religion has been taught. You end up losing yourself in the process, mm -hmm. your own identity. You become nothing yeah. more than, as I, as, as I said before, you become nothing more than uh, atoms and molecules, and I don't know what, just a multiplicity of things. And there's no yeah. you because. Every time you point to something and say, this is what, what I am, but that what you are, that thing that you're pointing to, is made up of different things. And it's a question of, well, what are these different things? Which one is me? And you, you never get down to it, right? I, mm -hmm. So, you know, I, 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 I sincerely and I strongly and I rationally, yeah, believe that um, we are not going to be able to truly find ourselves unless we go back to God. And, of course, um, given how God is viewed in this day and age, you know, because as i said earlier you have the whole god of the gaps problem people assuming what god is it's not easy mm -hmm. to uh get people back on to understanding um how god actually is and what he means in the first place but i mm -hmm. think if someone really d digs deep down within themselves they'll know that they can't find the answer within the pure physical world the scientific world so they may uh inquire more philosophically they may try to go into you know spirituality or something just to get mm. them closer but a lot of this superhero stuff is it's a reflection of wanting something greater within ourselves right and mm. at least for me i haven't achieved that greater thing within m myself but when i know that i've been created by god who as you know the as uh, said hussein nasser said uh he's he's the being who cannot not be the, the necessary being, the one who's infinite, who gives existence everything else, right? And he's infinite. Mm. And he's created us with the highest of capacities, right? For me, God will always be that thing which is, um, that I'm striving to reach towards. And it's going to be an infinite journey. So, yeah. Um, even though I still feel like I'm so far from that, from even reaching a, a, a decent level of my, of my potential, it's there. Right, so I can still be inspired by the superheroes, the comics, uh, the movies, the shows, but I will always know that life is not mundane. There will be always something to strive for, 
and that is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, that was that was inspirational. What can I say? <laughs> Bro, man, I I think uh, you're more inspirational than I am. Uh, you just ah, come on. I think you're just holding back uh, your wisdom, man. Honest opinion. No. <laughs> okay, so let's just move on, right? Yeah. Um. One of the points we were we actually touched upon mm-hmm. is that um, are all superheroes the same? You know, we already mentioned a bit earlier that every superhero has some sort of different character characteristic. Mm-hmm. You know, for yeah. example, Thor and his honor and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, and being worthy, right? Yeah. Or Captain America about doing the right thing and um, like teamwork and stuff like that. You know, yeah. the thing is, what's interesting to me is that although within the MCU, for example, I mean, I like Marvel, so I'm going to keep on talking about MCU, all right? Um, within the MCU, in the Avengers, for example, you've got so many different heroes like coming together and fighting together, yeah. you know, for a common cause. Um, but every like superhero within, those, within the Avengers um, are from a different background, you know? Yeah. You've got, for example... Um, as I mentioned, Thor being a mythical god, right? He's a god. With a low KG, of course, because created time and space. Yeah, no, not to us. He's a god for the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, so that's one. Uh, that's one character. Another one is a is a genius, you know, who conducted experiments on himself and turned into the Hulk when he gets angry, you know, Mr. because Bruce of the gamma Barrow. radiations. <laughs> yeah. What should I say, doctor? And then the interesting aspect is that um, when Stanley created or thought of Iron Man, mm-hmm. I think it was a challenge from someone. Really? I think someone, yeah, someone uh, betted. Uh, uh, I mean, they, I mean, they betted or someone challenged him or something. I can't remember specifically. He was like, create a character who, whose moral, moral. Due, as in his morality and stuff like that is really questionable mm-hmm. okay yeah but becomes a superhero and people still still like him and he still stays the same like for example like it's precisely um iron man you know mm-hmm. tony stark he's a very bad human being when it comes to like for example in the early in the first two three iron man movies when he's like he's a womanizer um you know, it's just bad characteristics, you know. But well, somehow, superheroes, they're fluent. We're not, uh, we can't find perfection in them. Um, we find yeah. perfection in, you know, the, the role models in the prophets and the imams, if we want to call them superheroes. But Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, what I'm trying to say is that um, it's interesting how broad the spectrum is when it comes to superheroes and their characteristics. Yeah. And yet somehow... Most people find them still some sort of, um, like they see they see them as amazing, and they they yeah. look at them as role models. Would you, you know? s- would you say that um, Iron Man is like the Marvel equivalent of Batman, in the sense of he doesn't have any uh, supernatural abilities, but he's so intelligent, he has a lot of money, he has a lot of technology, and that's what keeps him going. I mean, we could say the same thing about, for example, Black Widow and um, Hawkeye. You know, they're normal human beings, but yeah. they got technology behind It's just them. because you mentioned that Iron Man. So, because from the DC, yeah, yeah. from the DC universe, how many people do we have? So we have Batman, we have Robin. They're both normal Superman. human beings. Um, 
off the top of my head, I can't remember too many characters. I know the villains, at least uh, the Joker, he's he's not uh, anything supernatural. So that was where the comparison You got Shazam. Shazam. No, Shazam would not be a, a normal person. He gains... But he, he, I'm not saying he's a normal person. I was just saying he's a character from DC with supernatural stuff. Oh, supernatural okay. I thought, I thought you meant he's... I was like... No. <laughs> yeah. It was the whole thing of... Uh, I think... Um, do you remember when we watched the movie? Um, and then they made like a, a joke reference to uh, Shazam's name. Because I think there was an issue between uh, Marvel and DC regarding that Shazam was too uh, like Superman. So they had to uh, do a name change or something. So that was an interesting th- thing to know. But um, I was wondering, because you've been talking about Marvel more. Um, mm. Who's who's your like, which, which superhero like Alf... All different genres, all different, I don't know, brands, companies. Who's your favorite superhero of all time? Um, honestly, yeah, I would say Black Panther. Really? Yeah. Why He's is that? Some sort, I, see, I see him as like a balanced superhero, so to say. He's got the honor stuff, you know. Um, he's got the humbleness as well, you mm. know, him being a king and all that, but not showing off to the world unless, uh, uh, like, until the end when they actually... Uh, announce it but for a great for a good cause not selling it off you know yeah man they kept what kind of real secret <laughs> yeah bro um so yeah yeah for me it's him mm. and he's never shy of actually helping people i i wouldn't have guessed to be honest that that was your favorite um because uh black panther even though he's got i don't know what his his history is but i never actually got into the character until they released the movie so that was my first introduction to him but yeah, I would say for me, um, you're probably gonna guess this, but I'm gonna, but don't spoil it because I want to be able to give it away. Um, mm. My favorite superhero uh, of all time is Goku from Dragon Ball, from Dragon Ball Z to be to be specific. Because even though Dragon Ball came first, um, I was exposed to Dragon Ball Z first when it came out in 1999 uh, during the tsunami period of Cartoon mm. Network, and that was yeah. something really different because. Um, we had like cartoons and superheroes doing like um, involved in daily episodes as in like uh, you take the Power Rangers for example and you'd always see them I don't know if you watched the original Power Rangers back in the early 90s but there was no uh, like other than Lord Zed and I think Rita that's what their names were there was no like um, continuous uh, villains that would that we would see over a long period of time Whereas mm. Dragon Ball Z did when I was exposed to it was this was at least for me the first time I'm seeing a cartoon or an anime to be more precise, which is mm. so full of action, which is so uh, violent in a fun way, I guess. Um, <laughs> that doesn't just have uh, the villains coming and dying in one episode. Like the villains yeah. were extremely powerful. Like you started off with, because uh, the story of Dragon Ball Z is. Uh, a continuation from Dragon Ball and you have the main character called Goku and his friends and family and then uh, the episode starts you, it's not Goku it's Son Goku bro it's Son Goku if we're talking Japanese but I'm I'm used to saying Goku right oh well, you watched it dubbed then yeah of course I watched it dubbed it wasn't available to me in the in the sub I watched Dragon Ball Super in the sub because there was no dub at the time but um, yeah throughout the series we have these extremely powerful uh villains that they have to overcome and 
some of the villains even become good. For example, Vegeta becomes good. Uh, the androids become good. Majin Buu becomes good. And then we even see, even though Freeze on the Dragon Ball Super Series, he doesn't become I mean, good. With Majin Buu, he doesn't become good. As in, know? as in, he you have the good side to him. That's what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. I guess what really, um, as the thing is, this goes back to flaws, right? Goku's not a perfect person. Like oftentimes he compromises on his being with his family, his responsibilities, just to become a stronger person, right? Mm. And um, that, as I said earlier, you know, in these superheroes, we're not finding perfection within them. The lesson, it's not like they're free of faults. But um, mm. what was, what is till this day really admirable for me about characters like Goku, and this resonates with other people as well, and you could extend this to other characters, it's just, it's just because I'm so emotionally attached to him compared to others, is that he just doesn't, uh, he's just not pleased with um, remaining at one one level. And that for me is so important, whether it's uh, mainly, you know, physically I'd like to improve myself, but in terms of my relationship yeah. with Allah, in, in terms of discovering myself, there is no, um, there is no limit, right? So mm-hmm. let's put it this way. Uh, there's in uh, in the, our our one of our main books, if not our main book of hadith, Al Kafi, right? Mm-hmm. In the first book, which is translated, which is the book on intellect and foolishness, right? Mm-hmm. There's a tradition which says um, something like the. I'm just paraphrasing. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can actually get it out. Just give me two seconds. Gonna make this podcast as natural as possible, <laughs> but I wanted to just be able to quote it properly. It says, "One with intellect is pleased with the simple pleasures of the material world if he has wisdom. However, he's never pleased with simple wisdom, even if he has the simple pleasures of the material world." Right. Mm. So, oftentimes when we think about our relationship with God. And I used to be someone who was like this and I had to, you know, I'm still unlearning that and trying to really have a genuine relationship. Um, I'm really trying not to be pleased with where I am with God because we know God doesn't get affected. It doesn't uh, bother him or like it doesn't take or add anything to him by me not being close to him or anything, even though he created me out of love and generosity, right? But I'm not meant to be pleased with my level because I have an infinite growth. And I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want that growth to to be to be stunted because, unfortunately, what happens is, for example, we know that hadith by Imam Ali, where he says mm-hmm. um, something to do. With, I can't remember exactly, but I'm sure you can say it better than I can. But uh, you know, work for this world as if you're going to live forever, and prepare for the next life as if you're going to die tomorrow. Yeah. Unfortunately, this hadith can be mis- misinterpreted and misunderstood in the sense of okay, working for the next life means I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast read Quran mm. and then uh, that's my next life done and then I'm going to focus on you know this world and then I'm just going to wait till I die but no when you look at other tradition by the imams and put everything into context mm. they're not telling you just pray fast or those things they're a valid part of the religion but the way they've been under- understood unfortunately has taken us away from God and religion right so it's all about yeah, doing thing. your best to, to go higher and higher. And we see this within the superheroes. Yeah. So what's interesting is that people, when they put that hadith into um, practice, so to say, you know, mm-hmm. um, they forget 
a lot of the other ahadith, when we say, okay, prepare for um, your afterlife, like you're going to die tomorrow, mm. they they forget that, you know, all these ibadat and all that, that's all good, you have to do and should do and stuff, right? But working and making money itself is also ibadah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's also worship, and we have a hadith on that. Yes, yes. Many, it, not just one or two. Yes, that's true. Um, that's, it's good and to have the balance. people forget that. Yeah, struggling to make uh, to meet ends meet, to um, to actually feed your family, to keep yeah. a ro- roof over your on your kid's head. That That is all admirable um, things course, that are considered worship, course. you know? So there's actually, um, so you know, Al-Kafi, so that hadith I mentioned, um, mm-hmm. In that, in the explanation of that same hadith, there's another hadith, right, which which says um, a man asked, he, a man told uh, Imam Sadiq, he told him we seek material wealth and we love to receive it. So the Imam asked, what do you like to do with it? And then he answered, I spend it on myself, my family. I use it to strengthen my ties with my kin. I give it in charity. I perform Hajj and Umrah. And then the Imam mm-hmm. says, that's not called seeking material wealth. That's called seeking the hereafter, because it's done. Um, not for the sake of a temporary um, kind of achievement. You're doing it all for yeah. the sake of helping yourself and helping others reach that goal, right? Exactly. But also, so if he yeah. would have answered to make more money or mm. to start a business to make more money instead of saying, no, I want to have a good life with my family and um, perform my religious obligations like Hajj and stuff, yeah. you know, that would have been a completely different answer from the Imam. Mm-hmm. Of course, because I know what yeah. you're doing is incorrect, and um, because it's materialistic, you know that's the thing. And even, even I mean, if we like bring it back to the connection with superheroes, even superheroes themselves, all of them, they're not doing all these things for money. You know, they're not saving the earth for money. They're not fighting villains for money. Of you know, course. yeah. I mean, you could, you could, you could argue. Okay, it's a moral duty on, upon them because they have super, superhuman or supernatural powers, so yeah. they have but to. It comes do naturally it. They from them, those it. obligations to some extent. They may, yeah, they may have disagreements, like in the, um, in the Avengers movie, when, for example, um, Iron Man had a disagreement with Captain America as to whether they were going to get uh, help from the government or something. But it's mm. still something. It's, a, it's still a natural desire to help people to help themselves. So it's not an obligation in the sense of they feel forced to in that perspective. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think that we, every human being, okay, not every human being, most human beings have that same characteristics within themselves. Like, for example, if you see a grandma trying to cross a busy street, would you not go and help her? Of course. (laughs) You know? I mean, it's a a huge stretch, like the difference, okay? Yeah. Um, Between saving the earth and all humankind and um, helping a grandma cross the road. But it's it's a natural thing. Like for example, there's levels for me to it. personally. Yeah, yeah, there is levels to it. But for me personally, if I go and see a homeless person on the street, you mm-hmm. know, um, most of the time I tend to do to give them some change. You know, if yeah. I do have them, if I do have change, you know, mm-hmm. um, and if I don't trust that person, for example, if he looks a bit weird to me, yeah, okay, like he might go and buy alcohol or something, then I'll go and buy them buy them some food or something. You know, mm. or get them a gift card instead, yeah. instead of actually giving them cash. But I do try and help, you know. And um, when I mean, we have this thing in Islam as well, giving money like charity, sadaqa, you know. Mm-hmm. 
that that is a huge huge um blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to actually be able to perform these sadaqat because most people if not most people again not most people um a lot of people keep yeah. in mind they don't have the the means to even help others yeah you know they don't have the power for example the strength because they they don't have enough food to eat you know so they can't actually have a healthy body mm. to help someone for example move stuff okay yeah. um and they don't have money to actually give to someone to help yeah. what they have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still blessed them with a way to actually give sadaqah do you know what it is Mm-hmm. Smiling. I was gonna take your point, but you, you've already taken that point. So I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah, don't charity isn't just limited to uh, material in terms of money. There's different forms exactly. of charity. Um, the, that's why yeah. in Islam we ha- we we say this: al amalu niyat All your actions are bound by your by your intention. Mm-hmm. You know, but of course that doesn't intention? that doesn't take away that. God has, you know, He's ordained us. He's um, obligated us to do certain things. <laughs> so we don't want to. Yeah. We don't want to uh, <laughs> take the hadith out of context. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to take it out of context. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying, saying you are. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying just in case yeah. it gets misunderstood. I, I always feel that like when we're doing episodes and all this kind of stuff, there's just so many disclaimers in place because we really mm-hmm. want to try. Um, not that we think we've understood things to the best, you know, perfectly, but. We're trying I mean, to reflect things <laughs> to the best of our ability. Do you know what I mean? But you know what's yeah, interesting yeah. is one of the forms of a sadaqah, of giving charity, is knowledge. Mm. And um, yeah. it's actually a tax as well. Yeah. You know that, right? Mm. So, like, can you translate that for us, say in Arabic. So the, the tax, the khumus, yeah. You know, in in uh, or for Sunnis, the zakat, for example, mm-hmm. um, of knowledge is actually spreading it or teaching it. Like you have to, if you, but again, not to everyone, yeah. you know, because at the same time we have this responsibility. Like if you're teaching someone who's not going to use it for any good, then that's on you. Or yeah. if you're teaching some, like, and you know it's not not like like you teach them and then it turns out no no. Mm-hmm. If if you actually know he's not going to use it for anything good, then yeah. you, you can't teach him. Um, uh, and another thing is that if, yeah. if you're teaching a person who doesn't care for it or doesn't um, want it, then you also can't teach him because he's then going to um, kind of uh, forget the value of it yeah. or kind of miss, I, I don't I, know how to say I, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would also say that the way knowledge is um, first received and received mm. and taught should be natural, right? So yeah. the whole point of this is because we're trying to find ourselves. And in order to find ourselves, you have to seek within yourself. You have to seek knowledge, right? So the whole thing of, because we have the hadith and it says, whoever whoever uh, knows himself or knows themselves would know God, their Lord, yeah? And it all comes yeah. down to knowledge, right? And that is linked to wanting to find ourselves. And that is linked to, for example, the whole being you know inspired by superheroes because they they inspire something within us to want to reach something and bring out something greater and there's an infinite level of greatness right so that yeah that knowledge should come naturally Mm, yeah yeah i agree with that i I was just saying like um for anyone like if they want to take a superhero as a role model you know to inspire them and stuff like that again you need to cherry pick you really need to yeah like what characteristic characteristic within that superhero are you going to be using as a role model you know mm-hmm. i mean for for example if someone's going to take um 
Tony Stark as a role model, you know, that's a huge problem if you take the whole of Tony Stark as a role model. If you take his knowledge aspect, okay, mm -hmm. that's fair enough. Uh, that's admirable. Okay, he's always seeking knowledge. He's trying to make everything better when it comes to science and these kind of things, you know, mm -hmm. technology. Yeah. But what, but you got to be careful of the of the other characteristics that he has, you know, being stubborn, not listening to other people. He, he yeah. has these characteristics. Definitely. He develops over time, of course. Like, uh, like by the end of it, he's completely trusting to other people, you know. Yeah. Um, or even like but, my favorite character Goku, who in the Cell Saga ends up giving Cell mm -hmm. a sensor beam to heal him, because he wants him to fight Gohan at his at his at his best. Like the guy's the guy, want, yeah. the guy is trying to destroy the whole world, and Goku just wants to see a good fight. <laughs> yeah. Or in, in Dragon Ball Super, where Goku basically causes the uh, the Universal Tournament Saga, where basically mm. you have these universes which are chosen. And the best one wins and the rest are wiped out. So he's so obsessed with becoming um, the best in one kind of sense that he almost yeah. sacrifices everything else. Yeah. And Although he didn't know that, to be honest with you. That wasn't his fault, really. Yeah. You know, he was like, oh, let's have a tournament. Yada, yada, it's going to be fun. He was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. But I, I'm, I'm sure way. you can agree that the whole cell thing was, was not smart at all. That was... No, nah, that, was, that wasn't smart, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he died by the end of it because of it. Yeah, and you that know? well, that and so his actions led to Gohan um, unlocking his potential at the time, and then Gohan got big. Gohan became a bit arrogant. That's the thing you mentioned. You know, don't become arrogant. And he was like, "Yeah, I, I could take on Cell. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I brought him down to a different level, and now it's easy." Yeah. And then Cell brings out you know his trump card at the time, which is almost yeah. you know to blow, blow himself, himself up, up the whole world, and then Goku has to sacrifice himself for that. So yeah, yeah. Um, terrible decision by Goku. <laughs> yeah, so just to wrap up everything, you know. I could talk um, about Dragon Ball Z for days, by the way, but I'm not going me to. Me too, man. You know me, man. You know me. It's just that I don't know why I feel I feel like I'm in an MCU kind of vibe right now. That's why I've talked about it's that more It's more popular though, Dragon isn't Ball. it? Overall, I mean, Sorry? Dragon Ball Z is like extremely popular when it comes to anime, but I feel like um, because unfortunately anime and cartoons have this kind of reputation of being for children, which clearly is mm. not the case when you see what it's, what's going on. When you look how bloody it is. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So I think um the Marvel and DC films in a way this they're more uh they're more appealing to a wider audience because they seem to be more for a mature audience, more you know, real. Mm. But yeah. Really anime and cartoons, some of them are just as deep. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. So anyway, um so if you actually do take any of the superheroes as a role model, then be careful. Yeah. Um, take only certain aspects within those superheroes as um, as a role model or just as a goal or something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if you've enjoyed this episode... Uh, I know I have. Oh yeah, just, just one last thing. <laughs> just one last thing. One last thing. MCU, yeah. the MCU is always better than DC. Marvel's always better than DC. There's no ifs and buts, you know. You can comment your thoughts below. If you if you enjoy DC, you're trying to start and a war, please, bro. Please, sorry, <laughs> you're trying to start a war. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it, uh, explain to me why DC is better than the MCU. There's no possible answer that actually could kind of change my mind, unless I'll, you actually does, do show the best. I'll do best that. Answers. I'll do that on the next exciting episode of Think Life Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's been Hassan Hadi joined with Ahmed Badri. 
and uh, if you enjoyed it then make sure you hit the like button share it with your family and friends uh, comment below again why you enjoyed DC more than MCU or vice versa why you enjoyed the MCU more and any favorite moments within Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super um, thank you very much have a great time.